Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Check it out, check it out. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. And you're the party don't stop. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. And you'll be taking it. It's five o'clock. It's five o'clock. The NFL Hall of Fame is not important. Wow. I mean, just an overwhelming, resounding wow. It's not, it's not the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nothing's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Comparison is the thief of joy, my friend. Don't compare anything to the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is the reason I'm bringing this up. It says Adam Schaefer. Schefter? Schaefer? Schefter. Adam Schefter. Sheffy. Goes off, I don't know, for a while, I guess, about Mike Shanahan not making the Hall of Fame. He uses, like, not TV language. So he's like, I think it's a bunch of BS. Mike Shanahan is a Hall of Famer yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's ridiculous. Who made these 50 people the voices of God and the deciders of fate? Like, who comes up with these stupid rules? talking about the voting process for the NFL Hall of Fame and those who vote. Um, very excited to talk about this for a couple of reasons. Number one, anyone who votes on awards is losers. Cannot stress this enough. Hmm. I think it's an honor for sports writers and beat writers to be included and have that vote. I know a lot of people in this uh, industry aren't like us. Yes, and they care very much. And this is an honor to them that they've been waiting their whole career for. So they take it super seriously. And apparently in this situation, way too seriously. In baseball, it's like beat writers for teams. That's like the thing. Mm-hmm. Football, it's similar. I know a couple guys that vote for the NFL Hall of Fame. Like I'm friends with them. Right. You want to know what they know about outside of voting for the NFL Hall of Fame in the NFL? They don't know anything. I know. I've helped them change tires and stuff. <laughs> no. Well, you're saying they don't know anything like they can't change a tire. Yes. Yeah, but they know all of Kenny Stabler's stats from the 73 preseason. You know what I forgot to do was tell you who allows us to be here at ISO Park Oh, today. good idea. That's John Lopez, real estate and Coldwell Banker, the sponsor of this mobile studio. Don't forget I-9 Sports. We don't have an I-9 varsity today. We'll come up with one. Big thank you to I-9, by the way, for coming out last night to Duke City Championship Wrestling. They had a little representation. Got a bunch of names, a bunch of signatures. Yeah. Get your kids involved in some youth athletics. Don't also forget the YMCA Central Mexico. Got our big Top Golf event coming up. That's on the 31st. Come hang out with the boys, get a bay. We're going to have a lot of fun doing that. The 669er is you where say, I should have went today. So you're talking about the Top Golf charity event for the YMCA yes. on August 31st. That's the one I'm talking about. When you say bay, yeah. you mean don't bring your boo. You mean a bay as in where you hit the golf balls from. Sign up. It's at Top Golf. Go to ymcacnm.org. Yes. Sign up. Sign up. Whether it's just you or you get your own team Correct. or it's a company. Yeah. Come have fun with the boys. Come hang out with the boys, play top golf. Last year at the tournament might have been the best day of my life. Here's the thing. You, friend of the show, mm, if not you me. want to come and do this, 
you do it. You buy the thing. You, you get the bay. And then what are you doing? You're supporting the YMCA, a 501c3. What do you do with that receipt to your business? You put hmm. it in the deductions. Hmm. Deduct hmm. that boy. Oh, so you get to party with the boys for free. That's what you're saying. Yeah, and you get to you get to slide some money in the YMCA daddy's pockets. Yeah, and pull one over on old Uncle Sam. Yeah, isn't that right? Hey, uh-huh. mommy. I'm not going. Okay. Right on cue. Next Thursday. But it we're sounds li- really nice. It is really nice. It's the most fun one human can have. Next Thursday, we're live from ABQ Axe. We're going to have a lot of fun there throwing the axe. Also, you can get half off when you come and do it with the boys. Don't forget why we're there. We're drinking Red Door. Teller lets us why we're there. They don't mind. That's very nice of yes, them. Yes, Teller teas were delicious last night. Big thank you to Chris Lurig of New Mexico's Vodka. Teller Vodka for coming out and supporting Duke City Championship Wrestling last night. That was the best. And last but not least, and I only say that because uh, Steve Palmasano in the Albuquerque Duke store made all of the merch for Duke City Championship Wrestling, and I ha- I know the number. You Guys, I'm just going to say it on air. We sold, like, almost two grand worth of merchandise last night, and I go, people love T-shirts. Yeah, duh. Like, T-shirts made by Steve Palmasato of the Albuquerque Dukes. The quality of the merch and the, the screen printing and embroidery that he does there is top-notch, and there's a good damn reason you sold that much merch because it's so quality. So quality. And on top of the Duke City Championship Wrestling merch, yes. you know what else he made? What's that? The Two Men On Season Let's 3 go. t-shirts, baby. Oh, where are those Brentwood baddies? Coming out at? next week. Working on it. Are you? I, yeah. I, show, I showed some mock-ups of the Brentwood baddie shirts to Steve. Steve Palmasano of the Albuquerque Duke store. I showed some to him, and he goes, well, these are good. Oh, okay. That's okay. Cool. Thought they were great. See, he doesn't understand the Brentwood baddies yet. Who does? We do. Really? We do. We've been really we selling do. it here on the Sports Animal. When you say selling it, I mean just just promoting, leaning it. into it yeah. with all of our possible weight and effort. It's the only thing that really matters in life is how everyone survived Brentwood Boulevard, the mean, the mean streets of the Northeast Heights. Yes. Adam Schefter's right, though. The people that vote for this Hall of Fame thing are a bunch of weirdos. That's not what he said. That's Those are the words of Fred Slow, not the words of Adam. Quote, Schlifferfliff. Who made these 50 people the voices of God and the deciders of fate? That is a, that's like a, that's like a, a like a Transformers line. That's like a, that's like a Michael Bay thing. Yeah. Joining it. Joining us on the program for the show, Aaron Burnett. Aaron. He'll be back. Okay. Hi and bye, Aaron. He said he'll be back in five minutes because he's working KKOB and he wants to come talk to you guys. Oh, what a sweetie. Are you you talking about co-owner of Duke City Championship Wrestling, Aaron Buck Burnett? Yeah. He's over on KKOB right now. Yeah, hosting for uh, filling in for TJ Trout. If you are a radio listener in town, you got a lot of pro wrestling talk this week. (laughs) Yeah, sure. You really did. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Pretty smart having some of the owners at Duke City Championship Wrestling. Uh, almost all of them wield microphones. Yes, every single yeah. one of them. Pretty smart. And those that like support us adjacently, like Steve Palmasano of the Albuquerque Duke Store, used to wield a microphone. Used to wield a microphone. It's like we're all addicted to attention. Pro- huh. What do you know? He was uh, hanging out at the merch booth last night for Duke City Championship Wrestling, and like I really wanted you to go over there and encourage people to have him autograph their shirts. Uh, oh, just man, just, that would have been a great idea. It would have been sweet. You just leaned into people and whispered into their ear. 
I made that. Yes. <laughs> like when Joe Biden used to whisper to Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, you did. Like what? What is this? Si se puedo. Okay, from the texter, what are the possibilities of getting Amory to do a Brentwood Baddies rap? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you this. I think okay. they're high. I think they're very high. It, like when? That, right, sh- right that she writes? No, I'm not doing it. Or that we just plug in the chat GPD like we do every other song. I'm not doing it. it. I refuse. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Amory said no to so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. This is yes and radio, and she is no, please. This curmudgeon over here. Curmudgeon? Listen up and gather around. Let me tell you a tale about the Brentwood baddies. They never fail. Rolling the streets with a swagger so bold. They're a force to be reckoned with. Legends unfold. From the city's heart, they rise and shine. Fearless and fierce, they own the rhyme. Brentwood baddies, they run the game. Leaving their mark, never the same. Brentwood baddies in the house tonight. Living large, ain't afraid to ignite. From dusk till dawn, they own the streets. Unstoppable, they can't be beat. Chat GPT once again crushed it. Because they know about streetwise hustlers. They know the game. Building an empire, they've earned the fame. Dripping in style, they're the talk of the town. Every step they take, they wear the crown. All right. You All right. need to Good copy job. and paste that into our company email and then forward to everyone. Grit in their veins, determination so raw, they break down barriers, shatter the law. Brentwood baddies, they're on the rise, a force of nature you can't disguise. This thing keeps going. There's way, there's bridges and choruses and outros. This is the, the friggin' free bird version of the Brentwood baddies. So raise a toast to the Brentwood crew, baddies with heart, their spirit true. In the urban jungle, they carved their way, Brentwood baddies forever, come what may. Thank you for that, Fred. My goodness. Well, thank chat GPT. Also, the, the, the rendition of it matters. You barely were able to rhyme that. I would give that a four. Four Brentwood baddies. That mm-hmm. checks. Four Brentwood baddies. That's like 40 because they're all tens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. If you're voting for the NFL Hall of Fame, if you're a guy who's like, uh, you know, we got to make a guy wait a year because um, reasons. So Who's why do you, you think the hall, NFL Hall of Fame is not important, but the Baseball Hall of Fame is? History. America. What do you mean? Are you familiar with baseball? Yes, I am. Great. That is the only explanation that you really need. Okay. Then why is football so important and more people care about it? Then what? Then baseball. Well, hold on. That's mm, where, uh, What are we mm. doing here? We're talking like worldwide because it's not even close. Oh. I'm just saying that football dominates. At what? Ratings? No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. if when a team wins the World Series, they are the world champions. Correct. And the world. When a team wins the Super Bowl, they are the United States champions. Yeah. Quit, okay. pa- quit calling the Super Bowl winners the world champions. That's really funny. People from around the world play baseball. All over the, the United world. States of America plays football. Every single country that we have invaded plays baseball. Coincidence? I think not. Think You're welcome. Not. Yeah. What is more watched, the Super Bowl or the World Series? Well, see, here's where you get okay. caught up because the answer is the World Series. World Series is seven I'm, games. There's seven I'm, games. I'm here. I'm here for this right now, and I appreciate ba- baseball, and I love baseball. I just there, don't know why you're dissing on the NFL Hall of Fame. Well, because it's not important. 
It's important words. to people who have invested their career in some of the best of all time. No. You might just not agree with the process of Losers becoming in the Hall of Fame. are in it. And I'll give you an example that is directly relevant to Mike Shanahan. Oh, here we go. Terrell Davis is in it. And he is not a Hall of Famer. But the guy who coached him is not in it? And you're going to tell me those same voters are the reason? I'm telling you, it's not about the prestige of the thing. It's about weird messaging because Mike Shanahan was mean to him and we reported. But they're going to put in three-year flash in the pan Terrell Davis? Well, I think Mike Shanahan can't get in because uh, of nepotism. Oh, because he's still mm. got a kid. He's still got a kid that's a coach. Is that, that a would rule? Show, that would show is favoritism. The voters would show favoritism because the family is still an active family in NFL. Uh, the bloodline has to die for you to get into the NFL, I think. I, I'm, I apologize. I, I just don't understand why both can't be great, the Baseball Hall of Fame and the NFL Hall of Fame. Well, one's greater. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're tears. They're greater. The tears. Okay. For fears, love them. I'm not familiar with their What? I am a big fan of Cooperstown. It's I, the best one. Who is Cooper? Got his own town. Yeah, where's his town at? It's really cool. Trying to get there. Hang out. In Schefter's defense, Mike Shanahan is a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, 100%. He's a Hall of Fame coach. That's on, I, For sure. Adam Schefter's not wrong. Adam Schefter's upset that he doesn't get a Hall of Fame vote mm. because he's a national uh, uh, hot take, breaking news, talking head correspondent boy. And he's not um, in the trenches of, of beat reporting, right. traveling with the team. That's what this thing is. Because every market gets whatever. It's a newspaper guy. It's a TV guy. It's a radio guy or whatever. And they all get to vote. Right. Yeah. Like, they know better. They do not know better than Adam Schefter. The baseball analogy is, why doesn't Bob Costas have a Hall of Fame vote? Because he's not a beat reporter. Right. Is there anyone more qualified to have a Hall of Fame vote than Bob Costas? There's not. He might be a little too uppity. I think they got it right. <laughs> Tired of all these uppity Costas things. Know-it-all Bob Costas thinks he's better than everybody. Just because he's a walking dictionary of all of sports history. Yeah, just because he knows every he's single better at calling it. the game than anyone at any sport ever. Hey, Marie, would you rather we praise your Minnesota Vikings when mm. we get back, or would you rather we bury Van's Green Bay Packers? Uh, bury the Green Bay Packers. We're doing that whenever cool. we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Slap that excited look on your face. It's time for a watermelon walk-off. Those are dangerous. Dangerously delicious. Absolutely. 100%. So I told you we were going to bury the Green Bay Packers. That was my bit. That's nice. What has happened? And I feel dumb. Okay. Because this shouldn't have happened. Sorry to hear that, but let's go. What has happened is I will read the word love in quotes and think that um, people are talking about Jordan Love. Okay. They're not. They're talking about how they love things about the NFL. And because that's an energy that I don't immediately always have about the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think it's always going to be Diggs at Jordan Love, not Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, yeah. right. Or Trayvon. No, the, the better one. Okay. But it's not what I originally thought it was, which was Jordan Love complaining that fans and NFL training camps are taking footages of one-on-ones and then posting their like opinions on the outcomes of the plays and making fun of the players. 
the story actually was J.J. Watt loves seeing that. J.J. Ah. Watt wants the fan videos critiquing players and then pointing out how ignorant their opinion is. J.J. Watt, get a hobby, brother. Get a hobby. Well, I get it. I mean, how many, how many camps did he go through? How many preseasons did J.J. Watt play? You know how many reps that dude had? Thousands upon thousands of reps throughout his career. He's a Hall of Fame level player, but he gets beat every once in a while. He, he said, gets stuffed every once in a while. And if you get that, that small little sample size on tape, he's going to look like a fool for like 12 seconds. He say, he goes on to say, it's a one-on-one drill. Someone has to win and someone has to lose. And it's not like you did it once for the championship. You're doing it dozens and hundreds of times throughout the course of a year. You're going to get shook every once in a while. Even the best ones do it. Here's what I'm trying to say. Okay. If, let's use any profession, professional talk show host. Okay. If you go to the Internet and look at the opinions of people who are not also professional talk show hosts, if you're a professional comedian, Okay. If you're a professional athlete, okay. if you go and you find review of your craft by someone who is not directly involved in your craft, that is a pointless review. Praise, cheer, or jeer. I don't care. Don't put weight into the review of something when you don't have a baseline of intelligence or understanding of it in the first place. Accurate. Accurate as one could get. Yes. J.J. Watt, do not care about the blue, blue, blue fan giving you a review of anything. That's why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Sharks aren't really worried about the opinions of seals. Well, hold on. Okay. Don't they both eat? Not recording artist seal. Oh, okay. Okay. Sharks don't go as hard as people think they do, too. They've caught up. They've got a bad PR team. God, to sign up the Orca people. The Orca PR team was through the roof for some time. Fantastic. They have fallen from grace. Yeah. Man, we used to call them killer whales. Used to. Yeah. Swerved that one. Yeah, they were in the same categories as bees. Mm-hmm. The Africanized <laughs> yeah, killer that's, ones. That's what it was. <laughs> so watch out. They're just bees now. Good job, HR. You have to state to me your value before I will ever consider your opinion on a craft that I recognize you not being familiar with. Right. Have to. Now, if you can show, like, an adjacent value, if you yeah. can do something of that nature, I'll give you an example. Teller vodka. Right. I can critique the taste of delicious mouth-watering Teller vodka. Because you're an alcoholic. Because I'm an alcoholic. That's right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if global global warming's so real, how come it snows every January? Look, I don't want your opinion, Rick. All right, I'll ask Steve Stucker. I'll text him right now. I saw Steve today. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, good dude, right? So the I'm best in, dude. So I saw Steve today, and he, he's leaving the radio station. I'm coming in. We meet in the elevator, and we do the move where we both we both try to go left, and then we both try to go right. You know. Today's I-9 varsity. Okay. All right, today's I-9 varsity. 
is the I Nam Varsity of Awkward Moments. Ah, thought okay. you could go with dance moves. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'm going to change it up. Embarrassing, because it was embarrassing. Okay. So For whom? I don't know. So it's uh Well, Steve can just go underneath you. Today's Ainan Varsity, the varsity of embarrassing moments. And you can get that from us at 545. Whenever we get back, Michael Peterson sits down with us. We're going to talk a little bit about Isotopes Baseball. Yeah, baby. Live from the ballpark. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Uh, Michael's not here. Efforting Michael Peterson. Oh, let's go on that. Hey, all right, we let's said Michael go. Peterson, we met Aaron Buck Burnett. He is the co-owner of Duke City Championship Wrestling. Anytime you buy a ticket for Duke City Championship Wrestling, you're putting money in Daddy's pocket and also Unky Aaron. Unky Aaron, welcome <laughs> to the show. How are you, brother? Good. What are you guys doing? Just uh, talking about wrestling at a baseball game. I like that. We were talking about wrestling today too on uh, on News Radio KKOB. What's that? You get any feedback? Uh, no, I didn't get any feedback from anybody. But I mean, I got a lot of feedback online last night through social media. Isn't that nice? Oh, dude, it was yeah, it, it was it was all really really good feedback. It's wild to me how many pro wrestling fans band <coughs> are so excited about when Aaron did like alternative rock radio so many years ago. It's like the conversation we run into so many people where they're like, I remember Buck from this. It'll be something I've never heard of before. Natural segue. It's funny. I was actually talking to uh, I was talking to one of the firemen because we had a bunch of firemen show up last night, and they just like parked their fire their rig in the middle of the street and were watching the event. And I was sitting there chatting with one of them, and then he came back and he was like, he was like, "Hey, uh, you're Buck, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, I am. I am." In all my non-glory, isn't that wild to be like? Yes, yeah, some years ago I really identified to this on-air radio persona. Right. But now I'm into the world of pro wrestling. It's, yes. it's either a progression or a pivot, and I don't know which. Yeah. You were there at the event last night, Aaron. Do we have an official ticket count? I, all I've got in here are approximates. Uh, I think we were probably somewhere in the 400 to 450 people range. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. We, and we, were aim, we had higher aspirations, so we were a little bit shy of where we thought we were going to be. But they, it felt like the energy of 600 people at the historic El Rey, huh? It felt like 1,000 people to me. Yeah. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Did you, did you get a wink of sleep last night, Buck? Because the energy was absolutely electric, and I know I felt it for hours after the show. Well, I woke up yesterday morning at probably like 4 o'clock, so yes, I did get some sleep after that. <laughs> after I walked 18,000 steps yesterday, yes, I did get some sleep. Did you have a highlight of the night? Um, you know what? Honestly, I mean, obviously, anytime Hobo Hank wrestles, it's always a, it's always a highlight. But uh, yeah. you know, our new guys. I actually got to talk to a couple of our new guys, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed what they did in the ring, uh, inside and out. Nice guys, uh, nice gals, and uh, you know, not to say anything bad about the 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 OG wrestlers that we have going with us. But uh, it was nice to see some of these new guys and just come down and be super excited about it. I mean, we had people in from uh, Indiana. We had people in from St. Louis. You know, we had people from northern New Mexico. It was really cool. Great event. We need to step aside, Aaron, so we can sit down with Michael Peterson. But thank you for taking a couple of minutes with yeah. us, brother. See ya. Michael, go ahead and jump on with this mid-broadcast. Let's jump right in here. Yeah, we're going to have a bit of a wait. Michael Peterson joining us on the show. 
We're doing introductions on air. We're yeah, doing, we'll, we'll do them on air. Michael, welcome, brother. How are you? Not too bad. How about you guys? Doing well, Good, my man. man. Welcome to Talk Radio. Welcome to Live Radio. Excited to have you here, and uh, congratulations on the first save. Let's yeah. go. Thank you. Thank you. What's it like saving a game that's 20 to 19? Because that's the PCL. Yeah. Uh, I always heard the uh, rumors of this place being a launching pad and this league being an absolute sure. uh, beast to play in. Yeah. And seeing it firsthand, it's crazy. They talk about it like it's a haunted house or something. Oh, man. No, you're not kidding. I, my, one of my first games here, we were up, I want to say, like, maybe we were down, like, 9-1 to one or something crazy. You blinked, it changed. Oh, yeah. They said, like, hey, this game could be close. I'm like, it's 9-1. to one. No, it won't. And sure enough, ends up being 10-9, end of the game. Yeah. 20-7 Tw- to seven game two nights ago, and you're never out of it. Oh, no. No, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first off, before we get into this, headband game very yeah, strong that is so sweet where'd you score that one um man that's a good question this one may have came from my travels in carolina i have a bunch of them i have one from nigeria one from england one from california wherever i go i find some good fabric i pick it up uh, speaking of england you were you were born there correct yep. i mean yep. do you still have your dual citizenship no actually i'm working on that right now <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been working on it with some of the guys from the Great Britain team so I could go and play more with them. So when, when Forrest said we're going to have you on today, I was like, does he still have his English accent? And he said, Van, he left when he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Never got to pick it up, which is a shame. <laughs> the, at least you say that because Van pretends to have a transatlantic like accent all the time. I have all of them. He does, And when he's really upset and he's trying to argue with someone, he's it, you, whenever you're ready, man, go into your... I, I'm going to pass right okay. now. <laughs> let's, let's, keep, let's keep this about Michael. Michael Peterson joining us on the program. He pitches for the Ice Tubs. Your debut in AAA was this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you were in Hartford all last season. Um, I was injured all last season, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah. Then come back from uh, TJ, which yeah. wasn't the funnest. Like, is it, you have cadaver in you? No, I got it pulled out of my left side. Oh, so oh God. Just... Bo- did both of your hands not work for a minute? Uh, oh, yeah. No, funny story about that one was um, I get surgery. Next day, I'm flying back to – I got it in San Louis. I was flying back to California, um, to Arizona sure. to do our rehab. Um, I go through TSA, and they see a guy with both arms casted. Oh, no. And instead of just saying, okay, this guy clearly isn't a threat, they're like, oh, we need to search you because we can't send you through the normal thing. Sir, patting me down, doing all this stuff. Like, what happened? I'm like, I had surgery. And they're like, when? Like a week ago? I'm like, yesterday. Yes. Like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Then I finally <laughs> land in Arizona, and my car's a stick shift. And so I had to get to the oh, complex. Oh, yes. A smarter man would just Ubered, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so I'm trying to drive <laughs> using my left hand to push the, my gear forward, knee to hold the wheel straight. Yeah. It was, it was well, a When you're already very confused because in England they drive on the other side of the road. <laughs> sure. So there is some confusion yeah, yeah. there. That's, that's so funny. I mean, like you get on the – like you're at TSA and you have like, like the Great Britain Passport. And they're like, you're like, no, I promise. I, like, you can Google me. Yeah. Like, actual sources, not just my company softball team. <laughs> Technically, this is all a company softball team. That, that's cool that they used your own pieces. Yeah, I, yeah. I had, a, I had a knee reconstruction, and I told them to put in a track athlete. And they just put in an a older, slower white guy. Oh, inside. no. That's yeah. It's not the one that's You didn't get your Olympic, uh, Olympic no. knee back. I was like, what's Usain Bolt doing next weekend? And they're like, no. How did Tommy John come to you? Was it a recommendation? Was it a must-have? What was the process uh, of that? Yeah, so actually it was me trying to say no. Yeah. I, it was in spring training. It happened. I didn't really feel it. I felt warmth and whatnot, but it didn't hurt. And so I was like, oh, I'm fine. They're like, let's get an MRI just to check. 
fully torn. And they're like, oh. well, you have to go get surgery. And I'm like, well, if it's fully torn, I can't tear it more. So can I just not? Yeah. And they're like, that's not how it works. You're getting surgery. Oh. And so that's basically how that went. And that's an entire year of just rehab. That's at the team facility. That's yeah. the same doctor every day, the same physical therapist every day. Oh, yeah. In Arizona when it's 1,000 degrees. Yes. Not for me. Yeah. Did, you, did you have the Henry Rowengardner effect after your <laughs> surgery and you could throw like 130? Or is yeah. it kind of just like back to the same baseline? More or less. No, I woke up and just threw it straight from center field, stretch the <laughs> Played in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Is that the wildest thing? Um, I keep saying it's the funnest I've had, yeah. the funnest baseball I've ever played. I've heard that. I'm so we've been so fortunate to talk to a couple guys, and uh, they were kind of sharing that it's just like one big fellowship festival. 100%. Yeah. And it's I've never played in a World Series game, but I kind of called it the World Series atmosphere because you have everyone cheering. You have country i mean i remember when i got there right. um we had videos being sent in from kids in in england and their classes cheering us on they've probably oh, never seen yeah. baseball ever yeah. and so you have this whole thing going on but there isn't the grind of oh man if i make this error i may not play there isn't this grind of i need to make this pitch i need to do this you want to do it because you want to win and that's where it stops and so even after we had lost some games that we played well people were still in a good mood versus it being a man we just lost and now we're out of this and it was just really fun. Besides Michael Peterson, who's the best English baseball player? Oh, good question. Oh, um, I'm pretty sure Trevor Hoffman. Ooh, um, legend. Okay, that's I could legend. be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he yeah. was either a coach or he had played or had some form of English, either a grandparent or yeah. something. Um, I would give it to Trace Thompson also or Gabot, but Trace is technically for, with us through Bahamas, so I don't yeah. know if. He would want that. Um, I, I count it. Has he yeah. ever swung a cricket stick? <laughs> as long as he had some teas and crumpets, he'd be fine. <laughs> so, uh, is, and so Jordan, part of the team, was that an interesting process? Because yeah, what were you drafted like six times or something? Yeah. Like, like you have like a crazy story. Like, did, yeah. like did the World Baseball Classic team call you and you like hit ignore the first time? Make them call again? Was it you? You made him play the game. The funny part is, I've always wanted to play for that team. I've always wanted to play for Great Britain since I was a kid. Yeah. I always grew up saying that was gonna be my team. My dad was always annoyed. He's like, play for the U.S. team. And I was like, eh, don't get me wrong, that would have been sick. But I was like, Great Britain, yeah, that will be fun to do. I get to go to my heritage and whatnot. And um, I was playing in um, Wisconsin, and I got this email from a guy that was in Canada. And he was like, hey, would you ever want to play for Team Great Britain and this, that? And I'm like, this, is, this has got to be a scam. Yeah. And so uh, I start, like, looking him up. And instead of emailing him back, I'm pretty sure I called him. Because I was like, okay, I see his, he was a coach for a team in yeah. Canada. So I'm like, Okay, I can call that guy. I know that's real. And then if it turns out that he was when they emailed me, then we'll start. Because they're asking stuff like, oh, we need to get your passport number. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's how you lose your Social Security. Yes, so 100%. <laughs> I'm not going out like that. Um, and it turned out that he was like, no, I'm serious. Would you like to play? And then they didn't respond. And I was like, okay, that's kind of crappy. And then when the World Baseball Classic was getting ready during actually the COVID year, yeah. um, I, they were sending out pamphlets saying, do you want to play for Great Britain? And I get a pamphlet, and I was like, no one's reached out to me. So I email this guy again. I'm like, hey, I'd love to play. They kind of go, well, what's your level of expertise? Have you played before? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I sent them a video, and I was like, oh, this is me pitching. I don't really have any other videos or anything. Yeah. I can't really fly out to show you. And then the next day, I got an email back. I'm like, we'd love to have you on the team. You're on it. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> now, here's a video of me uh, throwing BBs. <laughs> you, do you need anything better than this? <laughs> Uh, you were you were talking about the the nightmares and the fear of the altitude here. I mean, does it 
Does it affect, like, you know, just the trajectory and the, the heat coming off of the bat? Does it affect some of your pitches as well? Oh, pitches, absolutely. Yeah. Um, depending on what you throw, uh, like your breaking ball won't break as much. High spin fastballs won't spin as much. And so you may go out there thinking, oh, I have this high spin fastball. There's no way they hit it. I'll throw it at the top of the zone. And it turns out that it's just not that. And so it ends up being absolutely rocked, uh, which sucks. <laughs> Was, is that an immediate head down moment for you? Like when you like when you know you missed your spot, when you know you just plate one, and then a guy teaches you a professional lesson. Yesterday, uh, <laughs> I gave up a good one, and I, I never even turned around. I literally was finished, and I looked straight over the first base dugout, and there was a point where it must have gone a thousand feet in the air because <laughs> no, nobody had moved. And so I'm looking around. I'm like, did it go foul? I'm like, I'm not turning my back. I'm not going to look at it because one of those things that the minute you look at it, it's real. And so right, I kept looking right. out, and finally the umpire lifted his hand to throw me a baseball. And I'm like, yep, there we go. Oh gosh, you got some serious gloves in the outfield, though. Yeah. So you have some confidence to attack the zone when you got these kind of defense out here. Honestly, everyone, I, I've seen some crazy players from my infield, outfield. Tuck had a great rob. Um, Shunk, my first outing here, actually dove over the tarp and made a great fly ball catch. Nice. And it's, it's been really fun. My dad always joked about it that the higher you go, the better your defense goes. So your numbers may even get better. And everyone goes, oh, how's right. that happening? It's like, well, because you have elite players behind you. You can just pitch the contact and they'll make the play as long as you keep it in the yard. Yeah. That's, that's kind of an interesting approach that I don't think we necessarily hear a lot of pitchers like it, right. admit to. You know, there's, there's uh, to me, pitching is like um, – you ever go to a new barber and they want to give you like a re- they want to <laughs> no. give you like a really sharp haircut? They give you like a really cool hair. They got the they're gonna and look, I just need the regular white guy haircut. Just just let me sit down. Where are those pitchers? Where are the guys that are like yeah I'm just you know I'm trying to induce ground balls? Like those guys don't they don't claim that. No, no, it's tough because it really does get the job done. You go and if you go and get a couple ground balls, get out of the inning in seven innings or seven pitches, it's yeah. like all right, you can pitch another inning versus I punched the side, but I threw 15 pitches, and now you're done, and someone else has to get hot. And There's something extreme, too, about, like, well, and a reliever is a little bit different than a starter, but it's the guys are moving around behind you. They're making plays. They're contributing to the game. They're more, in, be- in my opinion, in the game as, as opposed to just sitting on their heels and looking for four-leaf clovers in some of these fields. 100%. What, what's it like playing here at the lab? Because I don't, I don't know if, you know, Isotopes friend, fans and the friends of our show know how spoiled they are to have this stadium. This is kind of as close as you can get to the bigs, right? Oh, yeah. No, this place is amazing. Um, even traveling around our league looking at it, it compares to almost any other team, if not better than anywhere else we've been. Um, definitely being in the bullpen, this is one of the nicest pens in the entire league. Thank yeah. goodness. Round Rock's a nice place, but, man, that bullpen sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's amazing. And, honestly, the fans have been amazing here, too. They're I, I can hear them cheering and stuff. It's, it's cool to have that atmosphere. Even on nights where it's not that packed, you still hear people being, like, really into the game, which is really cool. Whenever you are in a, a July or an August and it's the doldrums of the summer, what's the bullpen distraction? What's the go-to game? What is, what is the thing the boys are doing that we might not be seeing as fans? True Fred Slow <laughs> fashion stealing my next question. Well done. <laughs> um, it definitely changes ga- uh, game to game. Depending on where we are, we'll be either talking about where to eat, yes. what's good to do. Um, there's always riddles. We picked up a Wikipedia game, and we'll talk about who's the quickest to get through the Wikipedia game, which is basically someone says a word like beer can. You start with beer can, and you have to work your way to um, 
parking lot. You have to make see how you can get to parking lot through only blue this lanes. Is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was all Pokemon Go. Oh shows no, you, no, no, shows no. what I know. <laughs> Only when you're walking to breakfast. Michael Peterson, thank you for sitting down with us, brother. Thank you for taking a couple minutes. This was really nice. This was a fun thing. Uh, anything we missed? You got anything going on in your hometown? Anything? Anyone? Mom, you got to say hi to mom. Yeah, I should probably say hi to mom, dad, yeah. my brother. Send, we'll send them to Spotify. They'll be set up. Yeah, so, absolutely. Michael Peterson, if you're Albuquerque, I said, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, guys. Thanks, when, man. Whenever we get back, we wrap up the, well, I guess this is our last final hour of the week. Let's go. The I-9 Varsity, and then Josh Sushan joins us. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. B Sports Animal. Ice Spark joining us on the broadcast. Friend of the show. I spent all morning today watching mic'd up segments for the UNM Lobos. Spilling ice cream on Van's laptop. Brandon Ortega. <laughs> Super awesome. close to, I, I was like this close to dripping. What an awesome surprise. See, when you're here at the lab... Fred, you're going to meet the most talented and brightest mm. stars all over Albuquerque, and there's not a bigger one than Brandon Ortega and then right there's, here. And then there's me eating ice cream. <laughs> I watched all of Brandon's mic'd up things today because I wasn't caught up on them all. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. Um, can you just send me the template you use? Because I want to do it to Van. I want to create a mic'd up of Van. I'll, I'll shoot them for you every day. Thank you. You're the best. You're the absolute best. So you just you sure you sure you want me walking around all day shot, with a lapel mic? I shot two more today. Uh, one you can look forward to on the UNM Lobo yeah. FB social media is is the Lobos went paintballing today. Oh, that's Weird. fun. They, they earned. They, they've been grinding the last 13, 14 days in training camp, and uh, yeah, some Lobos uh, earned some much needed fun time. A little fun day, and I got to go paintballing with them. Well, I, I was just documenting it, but I did have a mask on because those those paintballs were flying everywhere, and I, I did get hit a couple times. I, I took one in the neck a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, a couple guys did today, yeah. It is for real. Yes. They, like, leave whelps. Yeah. Is whelp a word? They leave whelps. Oh, yeah, I think I have one. I think I have oh, one you right took here. One? Well, and are, were you upset? Because since you took the job with UNM, since you left KOB in the dust, since you took the job... You only dress now like a junior high basketball coach. Play by it's play here. Play by it's play here. Brandon had to peel away the microphone to be so fair, he could take a bite fair. of ice cream. To be fair, mm, I would dress fair. like that at KOB, too, when I was reporting. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Which was a lot of days, too. But, yeah, when you're anchoring, you got to wear the suits. you got to wear the ties, the jackets. That's a whole, a whole other ball game. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of embarrassing things. League office 280 at i9sports.com. Oh, I thought you were going to say soft serve uh, flavors. At the lab, because that's what I'm doing right now. Is this radio show not real to you? Do you just eat ice cream during the middle of it? (laughs) If I don't eat it, it's going to melt away and drip on Van's laptop. At one point in the last calendar year, we were the number one sports talk radio show in this great community, and you're just going to soft serve it in. You're number one in my heart. (laughs) You can just hear him chewing on air. I could hear him eating ice cream. I don't like it. Audible. Maybe, Maybe, actually, that Brandon Ortega is starting off I-9 Varsity by awkward moments when eating on live radio. Yes, that might be what You know it is. what? This, you this is what you guys get uh, for uh, JJ and Jeff always eating in the morning. I listen to those guys every single morning on the yeah. opening drive, and they're always eating. You brought your son Because with- it's breakfast time, so I don't blame them. We're live at ISO's party. You brought your son with you, which is great. We love your oh, son. He, yeah, you think yeah. I'm going to town on soft serve. He's, he's destroying well, his chocolate he's soft He's destroying serve. our tablecloth. Yeah, R.I.P. Oh, tablecloth. Oh, uh, the napkins did not do its job. <laughs> oh, boy. We have a whole milkshake's uh, worth of chocolate soft serve on our table. 505-246-0610 if you own a dry cleaner because, <laughs> because the 
tablecloth for two men on is in trouble. Uh, my, uh, my embarrassing thing for I-9 Varsity, I'll go first, uh, not believing in climate change. Okay, that's a great one. That's pretty embarrassing. That is very embarrassing. That you did or that pe- people in general yeah, have done? Yeah, there's a certain type of person who doesn't, and that's embarrassing. Okay, okay. OG okay. friend of the show, you don't have to ask questions here. The I-9 Varsity, you do whatever you want. You know okay. that. Well, I thought we were going you know. off our own experiences, too. Oh, sure. Go that, yeah. too. <laughs> you can do Brandon? whatever you want, Brandon, obviously. I mean, in Fred's book, every costume I've ever worn for Halloween would be embarrassing for you because I was Robin in, like, five years in a row. So I know that's embarrassing in your book, I went but not you. in my book. I dressed up as Brandon Ortega. As you did. You sure did. You did. Legendary. He went, he went all out. He even shrunk himself. The girl I was dating dressed up as Van. Okay. It's a true story. That's a weird Don't night. think I saw that we one. We have pictures <laughs> which we need to put up on at TalkABQ on Instagram. We would need her permissions for that, and it's difficult for me to get a hold of her. First, and due to time constraints only, answer yeah. to the I-9 varsity of embarrassing moments, uh-huh. is uh, when you ask a woman their due date, <laughs> oh, God. and oh, they're no. Just, no. A, oh, no. just a bigger lady. Uh, and they're not, she's not pregnant? Not pregnant, oh. just, a, just a sturdy gal. Just a just a sturdy, yeah. sturdy lady. Yeah, I don't like that one. That's yeah, that's a bad. It's very embarrassing. Awkward. Very embarrassing. For sure. Yep. Hey, Marie, you got one real quick. Yeah, when you meet someone and they're like you, and you act like you've met them for the first time, they're like, "Oh man, hey, Marie, I have met you a thousand times." Yeah, that's happened. Oh, you for man. sure do that. You're the king of that, Brandon. Well, yeah. Well, Brandon, Pe- I people come up to me like and legit no. are acting like I know them. It's because you are legit, bro. Man, yeah, it is. That is awkward, but I think I'm pretty good at, at you know, uh, meeting them halfway and acting like I know them too. I agree completely. I have another one for you. For me, an embarrassing moment is um, not believing in vaccines. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Mic drop. Go to break. I could I could do this subject for about two hours. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm going to go finish my ice cream. Josh Sushan, I'm going to read Bye, Marie. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 16. Not believing that women have the choice to make about their own bodies. The sports animal. <laughs>